And Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela Yee. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. It's Friday, and for some people, it's payday. Is it payday for us? Yes. Oh, okay. Drop on the cool bombs for us, goddammit. Hey. I love when it's Friday, and we just got paid. Like when that direct deposit hit. You know what, man? Um, I'm tired. <laughs> and the reason I'm tired is because... Uh, you were watching the game last night? I did watch the game last night, but I also went to therapy yesterday. And therapy is very uh, exhausting sometimes, like just mentally and emotionally draining. And so after I did therapy, I thought I was going to go to the gym, but I was like, nah, I didn't have nothing left. I did I did uh, run for 30 minutes, but that's about it. But I did stay up and watch the game last night. So, yes, I am uh, tired this morning. How was Drake acting last night? Listen, I don't have no problem with Drake on the sidelines. Drake is a super fan. You know what I mean? I just... I know he's a super fan of the Toronto Raptors, but you also got to keep in mind he's got a tattoo of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry's number on his arm as well. You know what I mean? So if I was the Golden State Warriors, I wouldn't do anything but use Drake as motivation. Mm. They lost game one. I don't think the Raptors won any more games, but hey, what do I know? I'm not a basketball analyst. I'm not Stephen A. Smith from Max Kellerman. All right. Well, another thing that happened last night, did you stay up to watch the spelling bee? What spelling bee? You know the National Spelling Bee, Scripps National Spelling Bee. Why would I watch the Spelling Bee when the NBA Finals game on? It came on after. It's on ESPN. How you spell ESPN? I don't know. What happened? Why is that a thing? Well, it was historic. We'll talk about it. You know, you never watched the Spelling Bee. Yeah, it's actually Akilah. fun to watch. Drop on the clues bomb for Akilah. She still the champ. Anyway, I'll tell you why it was unprecedented. It actually ended this morning. So imagine that with these kids. These kids are amazing. Yeah, but the thing about those spelling bees—they bees, can spell all these words that you definitely, I can't. I don't even. I never even heard of them. That's my point. They be like, they be uh, having to spell words that nobody's ever heard of. But they know them, and they're able to do it. Can you use them in a sentence though? I don't think if you, if you can't use a word in a sentence, it's a pointless word. Listen, the way that they're able to spell these words, they definitely know how to use them in a give sentence. Me, give me a word that they spelled. Okay, well, I can't even pronounce this. Uh, Snuffleupagus. S-N-U-F-F-A-L. Nope. Already wrong. Oh. There's no A in Snuffleupagus. All right. Okay. Well, not there. I think it's Snuffle. Well, listen. You know what I can spell? Snuffleupagus. I, I can spell Elizabeth. <laughs> I can spell Elizabeth. Spell it. Liz. E-L- can you spell Liz? L-I-Z. But E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H. And uh, that's exactly who's going to be here with us this morning. 2020 presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren. Senator Elizabeth Warren will be here. All right. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what she has to say. She's actually... Um, was not favored at all to even make it this far. People, when she first announced that she was running, were like, eh, she's out of here. But it looks what? like people are starting to take to her. Well, she hasn't made it anywhere yet. I mean, it's still Well, a, a lot more people like her than was anticipated. She's surging in the polls a little mm-hmm. bit right now. All but, right, well. But we'll talk to Elizabeth Warren uh, next hour, but we got front page news coming up next year. Yes, we are going to be talking about the National Spelling Bee, and we'll Lord tell you mercy. why it was unprecedented. This is the first time anything like this has ever happened in H-I-S-T-O-R-Y.
H-I-N-O, history. Okay. Listen, <laughs> I know another thing I can spell. I can spell Cardi, goddammit. And have you heard the new Body B record pressed? No, I haven't heard it. This is my tune right here. I heard this a, a, a while ago, and I'm glad that it's finally out, because now I got something new to do some cardio, too, man. This so is we're going to hear it this morning. We're going to play it right now. Drop one of the clues bombs for press, damn it. It's the world's most dangerous oh. morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, nothing I love more than hard, ratchet female raps. One time for Body B. Drop one of the clues bombs for Body B. I love when a rapper blows up and has all this commercial success, but then still puts out hard-ass records like that. Like, don't conform to the system. We are the system, okay? All right. Okay, now, front page news, ye? Uh, yes, well, we were already talking about the NBA Finals, and we're talking about the Raptors' 118-109 victory over the Warriors in Game 1. Yes. Now, Drake, of course, was a storyline yet again. He did wear, like you said earlier, a Del Curry jersey that was... That's Steph Curry's father, and he also played for the Raptors during his final three NBA seasons back in 1999 to 2002. And it was autographed right on right on the ass part. In addition to that, as you stated, he does have tattoos for Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Number mm-hmm. 30 gifted, and the other one says number 35 snipe. I don't know why he would ever get uh, a number 35 tattoo, as if that's going to be Kevin Durant's number forever. Was that Kevin Durant's number in Oklahoma? I don't remember. All right. Well, uh, Drake also exchanged words with Draymond Green, and he told him he's trash uh, after the game. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And See, I mean, he didn't mean that, right? I mean, that, do you even take that serious? I'm sure Draymond and Drake are, are, are friends in real life. Do you even take that serious? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you how he feels about it. <laughs> it probably is annoying, though. I'm sure it's irritating. I mean, he's trolling, so that's the point of it. Draymond had a good stat line last night. If I'm not mistaken, Draymond almost had a triple-double. If All he right, well, a triple-double. if you want to know how Draymond responded, here it is. It wasn't really a scuffle because I didn't hit him and he didn't hit me or I didn't push him or he didn't push me. We talked. We boxed a little bit, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that a scuffle. Not really what I personally would consider a scuffle. So it's probably annoying yeah, at that point. I, I don't see how you call Draymond trash. Draymond had a triple-double last night. Now, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said, I think in the case of Drake, as I've said before, I mean, we certainly appreciate his super fan status, and I know he's beloved in the community of Toronto, but at the same time, I think there are appropriate lines that shouldn't be crossed in terms of how a competing team is addressed or the officials for that matter. Every so. arena needs a super fan because mascots don't do what they're supposed to do anymore. When the last time you've seen a hype mascot? A hype mascot. yeah. When last time you seen an actual hype mascot, like the Chicago Bulls mascot or the Brooklyn Nets mascot? You don't see hype mascots anymore. I would say the 76ers, when I went to that game, that mascot was going crazy. Well, that's what we need. You need, it you was need, super hype. You need, the, you need either a super, super mascot or a super fan. So I'm not mad at Drake for that. He also posted a picture, uh, Steph Curry's hair lint. He put for sale on my eBay right now. Username Draymond shouldn't wear 23. Jesus Christ. And, if you, <laughs> and, and listen, if y'all really get mad at Drake, just accidentally throw a pass his way. Hit him in the face with the basketball. That's all. <laughs> That's all. If he get on the court, he get too close, accidentally throwing his sis in his, in his chin. All right, now let's talk about the Scripps National Spelling Bee. It was unprecedented. There was an eight-way tie that happened this morning. They ran out of words for the contestants after 20 rounds. How you run out of words? Big-ass dictionary and all no, the words. Listen, it, was, use, it was five and a half hours of words. How you run out of words, though? They didn't. I guess people don't normally make it that far. And the fact that they couldn't eliminate people... And eight of these children were amazing. Listen to some of these words. E L A S. What? P E N D E L O Q U E. Pondalock. You are correct. U O U S. You are correct. 
let me tell you something. Now, normally, they would get $50,000 as a prize, right? That's what happens. And they said there's only ever been uh, two-way ties before. But this time, as an eight-way tie, they each are going to get $50,000 still. So not have to split the purse. They each will get $50,000. Is that, is that, is that popping? What? Like if you win a spelling bee. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. That's amazing. I can't. Can you spell Aristipolis? Yes, I can. Let me hear it. Um, E-R-R-O-R syphilis. It's not syphilis. What'd you say? Aristipolis. Oh, what You're is that? You're thinking syphilis. It's E-R-Y-S-I-P-E-L-A-S. But what is it? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's my point. Why do you be spelling words that you don't even know what they are? These kids probably know what yeah, it is. Yeah, these kids probably yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> that's a great... I would love to know that. Do these kids actually know what these things are I think spelling? if you can spell erysipelas, you know what it is. That's true. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right, we got to get it off your chest coming up right now. 1-800-585-1051. Do you want to vent, all right? Do you want to drain yourself the way I drained myself in therapy yesterday, okay? Sounds like you have erysipelas. I don't know what that is. It does sound like something that you got to go get a shot it for. It is. Though. Jesus Christ. All right, call us right now. Let's get it off your chest. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. What's up is get it off your chest. That's when you can tell us if you're mad, if you're upset, or if you're really happy because it's Friday. 1-800-585-1051. We do have Rick from Brooklyn. What's up, Rick? What's going on, Angela? Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Friday. Peace, Rick. How you doing, King? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yo, so I, was, I called in yesterday, but I was on hold. I had to hang out because um, I was heading to work. And I was going to talk about us having like a slow music year. I felt like like, we wasn't having as many albums out like we did last year with fire albums, at least. I know YG came out yesterday or whatever, but that Cardi record is fire. Yeah, Cardi oh, record no, fire. That might be the hardest out. Yeah, I've been, I, I, I've been like, impressed for a minute. Yo, I think she's the hardest out. I don't know. Hard as what? I'm, I'm period right now. Okay, she popping, popping. I like Cardi. Cardi lit. I mean, it has been a slow rap year, it seemed like. I know 2 Chains came out. The Baby came out. Yeah. Uh, YG came out. Boogie. Boogie. But, uh, yeah, Boogie, but you not, you just got on Boogie. <laughs> no, you know what's so crazy? Hey, my producer Dan been trying to get me to listen to Boogie for months. <laughs> like, I'm talking about sending me, I mean, always sending me Boogie projects, like, listen to Boogie. <laughs> Yo, um, also, right, with, um, I think you did something the other day for Ballora London, and I, I, I've been wanting to call in to commend you on doing that. I mean, uh, that was a good gesture on your part. You have a decent streak in you sometimes, man. Sometimes. Hey, man. You know. Appreciate I, you, brother. All right. Let's talk to Incredible. What's up, Incredible? Get it off your chest this Friday. Okay. Hi, guys. Good morning. Hey. Um, hi. I just want to say Golden Cross on <laughs> Avenue and <laughs> Street are never open at 7 a.m. for breakfast. And they're supposed yeah. to open at 7. They're supposed to open at 7, and you see two people. The chairs are still on the desks, on the tables. And you have hungry people waiting outside for the cheap breakfast. You know, the good, healthy, ackee, sawfish, callaloo. No, you have to wait until 720 when they're ready. I'm not going to lie. Incredible. You know, I have a juice bar in Brooklyn that opens at 7. And sometimes they be opening at 707. They be late coming in at 710. It is very annoying. They serve all that at Golden Crust? They serve, they serve yeah. ackee and sawfish at Golden Crust? Uh, yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. It's good. I mean, they still make their business, but at 7 o'clock, you should be open for the 7 o'clock 
Oh. Yeah, because you might be on your way to work, and now I'm late to work waiting for my Aki and Sawfish. Yes, ma'am. That's it, right? As long as it's worth the wait, though. Um, it, it kind of is, but I don't want to be late and get fired either for some sausage. Yeah, you definitely True. don't. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Incredible. You hear that, Golden Crest on uh, What's good? We got Steven on the line. What's up, Steven? What's up? Get it Show up your chest. Name. What up, King? How are you? Name. What up, Thank King? Thank you for being on time today. Mm. You know, I need my yo-yo-yo in the morning. I ain't gonna lie. Being on time is overrated. Late. You've been late. <laughs> my days up. This is my day started. I was actually surprised to see him this morning. I was like, whoa, what are you doing here? Yeah, you always late. All right. Well, Brandon, we just learned that my um, contract Charlemagne says, worked at Golden Crest, that they'd be opening very late every day. My contract says I can get here 605. All right. We're doing Get It Off Your Chest. 1-800-585-1051 is the number. Call us up on a Friday. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. What's up? We are getting it off our chest on this Friday. Trav. Oh, what's up, Yee? I'm trying to intro you. <laughs> oh, my bad. No, I can't stand the that's always in their draws on Instagram. Like, damn. <laughs> Seems like you would like it. <laughs> what's up, Yee? What's up, Trav? How you doing, boo? What's up, Shark? What up, sis? How you? We're NBA. Ah, you know no what? Idea. He's not here today. I don't know what happened. I'm going to be honest. Are we getting a U-mix today? Of course not. Uh, yeah, he's not having that. No, NBA 2 is secure for that. <laughs> right. Look, um, June 9th. Uh, I hope you still have a pencil in for me to see if you can make it. There's Pride Parade in Philadelphia. June 9th. It starts at 11 a.m. And I still love for you to come to your experience. Uh, Philadelphia Pride Parade and just see how amazing it is. Like, for some reason, people think that it's inappropriate. And, like, like there are no glory holes around. There's no sex stages and like, cocky stages. So what are you wearing? What's the point of coming? What are you wearing? Right, <laughs> <laughs> what you say, Sean? What's the point of coming, then? Pause. You just, you just took all the fun out of the situation. You can always come. <laughs> yo, y'all are stupid, yo. <laughs> so, Chad, what are you going to wear? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm marching with my company, so we have, like, our, like, little company shirts. But afterwards, I normally just walk around with my shirt off at, at my party. Trav, you always have your damn shirt off. It don't matter if it's a parade or not. <laughs> and also, my, my podcast is dropping June 9th. Um, oh, perfect timing. I love it. Yes, it's, it's been overwhelming and stressful and exciting and fun, and I'm nervous and all that in one year. So. I'm so excited you're doing this podcast, man. I cannot wait to hear it. You got to come up and promote it, too, with us. Uh, I, I definitely appreciate it. definitely appreciate it. Um, Char. Yes, sir. You need to come out on June 9th, put your little Daisy Dukes on, get you, uh, put your hey. little pop, pop, and muscles now. Come on out and I f- represent. I feel like we in San Antonio that weekend. Uh, no, wait. No, we're not. Uh, yes, we are. No, 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 no. Actually, my brother told me, because my, my older brother lives in San Antonio, and he said that y'all have some event, because he rapped. He said that he's opening up for the breakfast club. And I was like, I don't think they're going to be up there. No, no we get days. back on Sunday, nice, bright, and early. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to be in D.C. that weekend, because uh, Taraji P. Henson is having this uh, mental health weekend in D.C., and then I'm going to San Antonio. And then on Sunday... Oh, my brother's opening up for y'all. Oh, I can't wait. Well, you tell him to hit us up. I'm definitely not going now. <laughs> All right, thank you, Trav. Good luck with everything. Keep me updated. I'm definitely not about to show up at no event. Trav Brothers open up. Open yes, you up are. Here. All right, watch this. All right, we got Snack Man on the line. Snack Man, you want to get it off your chest? 
Yo, what's up, Angela? How are you? Snack Man, I'm, Snack Man is our resident comedian. Uh, he does stand up, and he always has a joke. So let's hear your joke on this Friday to get our day started off. Very good, Angela. Let me tell you why I'm called Snack Man. Okay. In college, I used to sell candy bar chips and drinks out of my room. They don't call me Snack Man because I had the first ever dorm bodega. <laughs> it wasn't a jokey. He was telling I me it's like bio. I opened a business because I wanted to meet people, yo. Oh. I didn't know I'd be getting girls every 20 days wanting chocolate. Heard? Yo, when I opened up shop, yo, I had all their menstruation still me. Buy it all, tampons, and condoms. I just throw on a bag and said, here, have a nice three to five days. I'll see you next so why didn't call you? Pe- why didn't call you period man then instead of snack man? Very good. Um, Angela, I went to stand up last week and I did my stage joke and I killed. Check out my video. WMDC. Holla. All right. WMDC. That that never happened. Snack Man never got on nobody's stand up stage and killed anything. That never happened. Well, that was Get It Off Your Chest. I hope y'all all all started off your Friday right this morning getting off your chest. If you couldn't get through, you can hit us up on Twitter and maybe we'll read it uh, later on during the morning. No, you got to vent, man. I'm telling you, I was in therapy yesterday and it was a very emotionally draining experience. Like, sometimes you just need to just get things off your chest for real, for real. All right? All right. Now, yeah, you got a uh, rumor report coming up? Yes. Let's talk about Willow Smith. She has an offer to direct a movie, but you won't believe what kind of movie it is. All right. We're going to talk about it when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. I have no idea what DJ and me is Me neither. I just I know he's not here. I didn't even know he wasn't going to be here. I saw it on the schedule. Oh, okay. Well, we got the rumor report coming up, and we about to talk about Lil Durk's murder charge. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, a couple of days ago when Lil Durk posted turning myself in tomorrow, everybody was like, turning yourself in? People didn't even know that he was wanted, but there was a warrant that was issued for his arrest, and that's all in, in connection with the shooting. Now, they have since released his mugshot. And the charges are criminal attempt to commit murder, aggravated assault, which is shooting at, unlawful for a person employed by associated with criminal street gang to conduct, participate in criminal activity, possession of a firearm during commission of a felony, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. So there's five felony charges. And they're saying that the shooting happened February 5th at a restaurant called The Varsity. They said there was a man who was suffering from a gunshot wound and they recovered 13 shell casings from a rifle and pistol at the scene and they also found a firearm. They said the shooting victim was rushed to a hospital, underwent surgery, did survive, but they said there were two witnesses and they said the victim appeared to be in a verbal dispute with an unknown black male before the shooting. So what's Dirk Actual's charge? Murder? Well, the guy's not dead, so it's not <sighs> murder, murder, but attempted murder. There's five different charges. Oh, okay. Which I read already, so. That sucks. Yeah, it definitely does. It's going to cost him a lot of money in lawyer fees and bail and things of that nature. All right. Well, speaking of lawyer fees, R. Kelly is facing 11 new charges in Illinois for abuse and sexual assault. So there are upgraded and added charges, and there's still original charges that are active. But they're saying this is the most serious class of felony short of murder in Illinois. Are they when making, he's being faced, what he's facing. They're making sure they trap R. Kelly in a closet this time. Yes, so some of those charges include five counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, four counts of aggravated criminal sexual assault, and two counts of criminal sexual assault. He's accused of committing an act of sexual penetration on a victim. That victim is listed as JP by the use of force or threat of force sometime in 2010. Jesus. 
He's also accused of forcing contact between his penis and the alleged victim's mouth. And they're also saying that JP was under the age of 18 at the time of the offense. So he'll be back in court next week. I don't feel like that's big news like it like it probably should be. You think people are just numb to it at this point? Well, he's facing 6 to 30 years mandatory. Yeah, I think that's what people are waiting for. People are just waiting for R. Kelly to, to finally get sentenced for the, you know, rejoice. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe we should have him sit down with Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson is still punching people. Uh, Whack 100, he was on Mike Tyson's podcast, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. We told you already that there was some type of altercation and Mike Tyson apparently punched Whack 100. Now, according to Whack, this is what he had to say about the situation. Like Muhammad Ali said, I'm still pretty. Got a little headache still, though. You know what I'm saying? Got to lay down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, mate, give me my pain pills. I got to take me a nap. All right. Now, according to reports, uh, I guess Mike Tyson got upset because Wack was saying that, or insinuating that Tupac was gay. Jesus Christ. That's what the let report you, is. Let me tell you something. Uh, Mike Tyson is, what, 50-something years old? So that means he's developing that old man strength, and he's still got that muscle memory to know how to throw a mean 3-4 piece. Mike will still knock you out. Don't get it twisted. But if you're a boxer, even if you're not, if you're retired, right, isn't your aren't your hands registered as lethal we- as weapons? I don't know anything about that. I doubt it. You don't box no more. I know, but I still thought that you had to like register your hands and that it's illegal. I, That's why boxers can't just get into fights with people. I mean, I, I really don't. I don't know. know. I'm yeah, just, I just I just know. I've heard that. I don't know how true it is. At this point, Mike Tyson is a civilian. He's been a civilian for a long time. So, you try your luck. Okay, now let's talk about <laughs> Willow Smith. She was on Red Table Talk and she had some things to say about her appreciation of porn. I'm down for for the expensive looking stuff, oh, you know. Yeah. I'm down for the artistic, you know. Oh Jesus! Well, it's arts. <laughs> if it's artsy. Lord have mercy. What? <laughs> I got three daughters, man, and I just know eventually all of that is coming. I mean, my daughter's ten, the other one's three, the other one's seven months. So I got a little while, but Lord have mercy. How old is Willow? Uh, how old is Willow Smith? She's a teenager, right? Lord have mercy. Let me see. Hold on. Let me tell you Willow Smith's age. It's just certain things. But now she has an offer, and she can actually direct porn. Adult. Um, Lord have mercy. What adult film star Bree Mills is saying that she she's an award-winning adult filmmaker. She's not a film a porn star, but she is offering Willow the opportunity to make porn. She said, thank you for the public statements you recently made about the negative impacts of stigmatizing porn. Adult films that are artistic and progressive provide an opportunity for people to explore and connect around issues of sexuality. uh, Willow Smith is 18, by the way. Uh, Salute to Will Smith. Will, I feel your pain. You know what I'm saying? But there's nothing you can do. All our daughters going to grow up one day. And you know what I tell guys all the time? Eventually, your daughter is going to have sex with somebody. You know why? Because you having sex with somebody's daughter. And it's just hard truths that you got to embrace. You got to embrace the fact that your mama was somebody's daughter, your grandma was somebody's daughter, your aunt was somebody's daughter, your sister was somebody's daughter, and now you got daughters. And guess what you was doing to somebody's daughter? So guess what somebody's eventually going to do to yours? <sighs> well, hopefully you like the guy. Right? I, I guess, man. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a funny day when she comes to you and she's like, Dad? Dad, what? <laughs> I'm thinking about. Mm-mm. Take all that to your mama. I don't know. I want to. I want to keep the. No. I want to keep the. She should be able to have the lines of communication Mm-mm. open with you, I mean, so listen, she can come to you. I, I fully am. What if she's like, Dad? How do you suck? Lord have mercy. <laughs> See, listen, I haven't fully embraced the fact that that's gonna happen, but I know it's gonna happen. It definitely is, and you know you have to tell her the right way to do things so she's good. 
Man, shut up. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. That would be a good name for a book, though, like a fatherhood book. <laughs> like, uh, guys, one day your daughter is going to suck and other things that you have to worry about as a father. There you go, book number four. No, not doing it. <laughs> I'm not even putting that out there into the universe. All right. Well, coming up, we got front page news. Yes, please, change the subject. Uh, <laughs> and we will change the subject. And, uh, yes, so front page news, we'll talk about Donald Trump and how he is... Again, threatening Mexico. We'll tell you how. It's the Breakfast Club. I don't bluff, bro. Hey, it's Friday! I'm just trying to act fake hype because I'm tired. <laughs> I know. I got stuff to do all weekend. Sometimes Fridays feel like it's the beginning of more work. Yeah, not for me. I'm sleeping all weekend. All right, front page news. The Raptors beat the Warriors in game one of the NBA Finals, 118-109. Game two is Sunday night. Nothing to worry about here, folks. I see a lot of people saying Raptors in six. It's not going to happen in that way. All right, I, I wouldn't even shock me if the Raptors don't win another game. But don't quote me. I'm no Max Kellerman or Stephen A. Smith, okay? okay? All right, now, Donald Trump. People are upset because he is threatening to impose new tariffs on Mexico if they don't step up their immigration enforcement actions. You know, he doesn't want them over here. Now, Trump said in a White House statement the first round of tariffs would start on June 10th with 5% on all goods imported from Mexico. And if Mexico does not act as Donald Trump demands, then those tariffs will go up to 10% by by July, 15% by August, 20% by September, Jesus Christ. and then a permanent level of 25% by October. Well, tequila and, a, tequila and uh, avocados just got more expensive. I am not playing My with y'all. My God. So, yeah. Hey. I don't, I don't know if this is the solution, but... Salute to Bob Pittman. Send me um a few bottles of Casa <laughs> Dragonis now. That's all you care about? <laughs> send, me, send me a few bottles of Casa Dragonis now before, uh, before the price gets too high. Yeah, I've it's never, already high. The only time I have Casa Dragones is when we go out to eat with Bob Pittman or well, at an iHeart event. No, you know what, though? I, He's uh, never sent us any. Uh, don't don't put me you. in that. Oh, okay. I know, I know. We know I, you get special treatment. I get, I get sent plenty, okay? But I do buy it when I'm out, though. I really do enjoy it. But if, it, if they put a 20% tax on it, I'm going to be drinking water. Okay. Well, let's talk about in Nevada. The governor has signed a bill to restore voting rights to convicted felons. So... Uh, he said, I just signed two criminal justice reform bills that will restore fairness and justice to thousands of Nevadans. I'm so excited about the positive impact these bills will have on our communities, especially communities of color. So that is uh, amazing that uh, that bill just got signed. What's the bill again? Uh, to restore voting rights to convicted felons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. That's actually good, though, because, you know, a lot of people that are convicted felons are black and brown people. Mm-hmm. You know? So that, 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 can re- that can really sway elections. It will re-enfranchise 77,000 people from Nevada. That's a lot of votes. Yeah, that's amazing. All it takes is, the, I mean, it could, the difference between winning and losing could be a couple hundred votes. 77,000 definitely sways things. So that legislation will go into effect on July 1st. All right, now, in, uh, there's going to be some issues in Georgia when it comes to Disney Netflix. Netflix and Warner Media. They're saying their new abortion law may push people to not film in Georgia. So these big entertainment companies are now saying they may stop producing movies and TV shows in Georgia if this new abortion law takes effect. So uh, that's their way of standing up. I'm all for it. They're saying, according to a bill that uh, earlier this month, the governor, Brian Kemp, signed that would ban abortions if a fetal heartbeat can be detected. That's usually at about six weeks of pregnancy, and they are planning to have that take effect on January 1st. So, like, again, I said, Disney, Netflix, and Warner Media 
may push their movies out of Georgia if something like this happens. Now, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But how is it going to work when the majority of states uh, start passing those laws? Where are these people going to film? Well, it's still not a majority at all of states. It's going to get there. It's, it might. it's growing every day. Yeah, it, I think in certain places, yes, and I think that these laws are being challenged and courts are challenging them and women's rights groups are challenging them as well. So we just have to make sure that we keep on speaking our voices because obviously that brings a lot of money and business into Georgia when these movies are filming. They get a lot of tax breaks. Exactly. Because That's they're trying to entice filmmakers and producers to come there and film and work, but it's going to affect them a lot. And that's why they've gotten out of, you know, the, the, the more liberal states like the, the Californias and the New Yorks because the taxes are too high to film there. So they go to those sm- smaller states to film because they can save more money. This is a good time for us to offer some tax breaks. Come here and film. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your front page news. Yes. Now, tell them who's joining us next. Well, we have uh, 2020 presidential presidential candidate, Senator Elizabeth Warren. I saw Envy just tweeted out, Elizabeth Warren is here. You ain't even here. (laughs) I know. He has some nerve. You're not even here. Why did he just tweet that out? Go back to sleep. (laughs) All right? Uh, but Elizabeth Warren will be joining us when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. 2020 presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren. Senator Welcome. Elizabeth Warren. Senator Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yes. Elizabeth, please. Good morning. Good morning. What about Liz? Liz, I like that. All right. All right. What's All happening, right. Liz? Oh, man, we're out there having fun. Yeah. Fun? Let's, yeah. start, let's start off with why get into this race. Yeah, why should Liz be running for president? Because... There is so much change we need to make Mm -hmm. in this country, and 2020 is our big chance to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think of 2020 as this is going to decide the direction this country goes for generations to come. And, man, we've come to the fork in the road here. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it really a fork in the road? We just know we're going in the wrong direction. (laughs) It's not really a fork. Well, you know, but that's the point, is we got to make choices. It's not just not Trump. I get that. You know, we're all mm-hmm. on board, or not all of us, but I mean, a bunch <laughs> of folks are on board for that. Mm-hmm. But it's okay, so what direction are we going to go from there? Because you got to think about what's been broken for how long in a country to end up with a guy like Donald Trump as president Ooh. of the United States. What are some things that alarm you the most right now? Oh, God. Um, it's how much division and hate he stirs up, how he embraces the racists, the nativists, the sexists, you know, it's like everybody. It's it find like so somebody many to hate embrace on. that though too. I look at everything like being with the women's right to choose I right know. now and so many different states passing all these policies and it's that's alarming to me. Yes it is. It's very alarming and it's alarming because it's right now it's gaining momentum. It's not one and then everybody said, "Whoa, right. back off." It's like one and then some the next state says, oh, we can do better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go further than that. We can push harder than that. And you're just watching them roll up one after another. after. Th- and here's the thing. Here's what keeps getting me about this. We live in a democracy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, at least Supposed to that's be. the theory right. right behind it. The overwhelming majority of people do not want to see us overturn Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's true on one thing after another. I... I proposed a wealth tax. Overwhelming majority of people say, that's a great idea. And I'm not just talking Democrats. I'm talking Democrats, Republicans, independents. A majority, overwhelming majority mm-hmm. of people think we ought to help tax. cancel student loan debt. Explain yeah. to people what wealth tax is if they, oh, ha- if they yes. first time they just heard you say it. What is the wealth tax? Okay, so 
anybody who owns a home has been paying a wealth tax. Mm-hmm. It's just called a property tax, Correct. right? The difference for me is what I want to see us do across this country is to say to the top one-tenth of one percent, that's the fortunes over $50 million, that your 50 millionth and first dollar, you got to pitch in two cents in a tax. This is after you make 50 million. That's not make it. This uh-huh. is your fortune. This okay. is your fortune. You got to pitch in two cents and then two cents on every dollar after that. So a 2% tax if you make over 50 million. If you've got over 50 got million dollars. And, and just understand that's the top one tenth of 1%. Mm-hmm. And this is your accumulated assets everywhere. It's your real estate, but it's also your diamonds and your stock portfolio, mm-hmm. your Rembrandts, your yachts, whatever you've got two cents and here's the deal if if that top one-tenth of one percent that's about seventy-five thousand families in this country pitched in two cents you want to know what we could do with it you ready get yep. out your pencil buy amazon you ready you, you could do <laughs> universal child care for every baby in this country mm-hmm. age zero to five mm. universal pre-k for every three-year-old and four-year-old mm-hmm. Raise the wages of every child care worker and preschool mm. teacher to a professional level. Mm-hmm. Provide universal tuition-free technical school two-year college and four-year college for every kid. Put $50 billion into the HBCUs. I'm with you. And cancel student loan debt for 95% of those who've got student loan debt and knock back the whole opioid crisis by putting $100 billion into that. Think how much money that is. That's a lot of money. think how many lives you could touch. If it's that easy, why don't people just do it? Well, that's what I'm out here fighting for. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's my point. That's why I'm in this fight. You ask me why I'm in this Mm -hmm. fight? We make that change. Think how America looks different for so many people. That'd be about 43 million Americans who would see student loan debt canceled. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I just want to point out on that one, black kids getting ready to go to school, more likely to borrow money to go to college. I did. Borrow more money when they're in college and have more trouble paying the debt when they get out of college. You do this one thing that I'm talking about, put this two cent wealth tax Mm -hmm. in and then make these changes in the law, take that two cents and reinvest it in America. And we would see the black-white wealth gap in America start to close. Some. You know what's cr- crazy about that? I just got robbed about a week ago from the IRS, right? They robbed mm-hmm. me, took all my money. And then I look at Amazon. Yeah. $11.2 billion, and they pay nothing in federal taxes? Yep, yep. So if anybody who's listening to this paid $1 in taxes last year, or this past for this past year, you paid more than Amazon. So Amazon gets up and announces publicly that they made $11.2 billion in profits, mm-hmm. right? And then they turn around to the IRS and say, oh, well, we actually meant to say zero because mm. that's how much we're paying. And in fact, they had the goal to actually ask for some tax refunds. Wow. right? To get some, so they actually made money. From the IRS. So here's my proposal Mm -hmm. for companies like Amazon, companies that make more than $100 million a year. A lot of money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever they say publicly, these are audited financial statements that they get out. Whatever they say are their profits, 
then they have to pay 7% of that just across the board in taxes. 7%. Right. But then they can lie, though, right? No, no, no. You don't want to lie to investors (laughs) because you also want investors to want to continue to see your companies doing well and say, this is what we made. Bingo. Mm -hmm. Bingo. And they want to set their executive compensation on how much they announce publicly. So they have every incentive. So my view is, why not just let the taxpayers say, well, you know what? We'll take that number, too. Mm. And we want 7%. Now, are you ready mm-hmm. for the kind of money that we'll raise over 10 years? It's about a trillion dollars. Mm. Again, that's money we can reinvest here in America. That's money we mm-hmm. can we can build a country here that doesn't just work for this thin slice at the top, but a country that works for everybody. I, I, got, I got a lot of questions about that. Uh, okay. Number one, some people say Amazon... Uh, when they don't pay taxes, it enables them to hire more people. So they they be able to create more oh, jobs. Is well, that true? Why don't you do that? <laughs> why don't you just say, I yeah. tell you what, you quit paying taxes. Mm-hmm. And then I can and you'll hire, hire people. more people. Right. And I'll do the same. You and want to do the same? They'll still have enough money to hire people, <laughs> even if they pay they taxes will. on $11 billion. Of course they will. None of us like paying taxes. Of course. Right. <laughs> no. I get it. But the difference is you haven't been able to lobby Congress nearly as successfully to get a bunch of loopholes and tricks and openings so that you don't have to pay. And you know what? I don't mind paying if I know what my money's going for. And that's the yeah. problem. We don't know we don't know who the hell FICA is now. <laughs> we don't know where our tax money going now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I want to do my 2% wealth tax mm-hmm. and say I'll tell you exactly where I'm going to spend that money. Mm. I'll account for all the nickels in it and where those nickels are going to go is in making this country work. All right, keep it locked. We have more with Senator Elizabeth Warren. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with presidential candidate 2020, Senator Elizabeth Warren. Charlamagne? I, I want to clear up some stuff because, you sure. know, th- there's a lot of criticism that's said about you, so I want to give you the opportunity okay. to speak on these things. Uh, the Native Americans, mm-hmm. thing. do you regret taking the DNA test? Oh, look, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to explain to a lot of people that don't know. Now, you came out and, and said that you were Native American and, long ago, and they yep. found out that you weren't. And people were very upset about that. The same for the people who don't know. No, but a lot of people don't, don't know have that much time because we're, we're putting <laughs> people up to her as well. So, yes. go ahead. So, I grew up in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned about my family the same way most people learn about their family from my mama and my daddy and my mm-hmm. aunts and my uncles. And it's what I believe. Um, but I'm not a person of color, mm-hmm. I'm not a citizen of a tribe. And I shouldn't have done it. But what I what I can do is try to be a good partner. And that's what I do every day. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in the things we're talking about here, what I want to see us do in education mm-hmm. is I want to see us get rid of the student loan debt and make an investment in the historically black colleges and universities. I want to see us in healthcare, mm-hmm. address healthcare disparities, and particularly maternal mortality rates for black women. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got serious problems. I see you talking about reparations as well. Yeah. Your family told you you were Native American? Yeah. Charlamagne tells me I'm Dominican, but I don't believe it. You are. How long long did you hold on to that? Because there was some report that said you were Native American on your Texas bar license and that you said you were Native American on some documents when you were a professor at Harvard. Like, why'd you do that? So, it's what I believe. You know, that's, like I said, it's what I learned from my family. Were there any benefits to that? No. Boston Globe did a full investigation. It never affected, nothing about my family ever affected any job I ever got. Mm -hmm. Um, She didn't get a discount in college. You're kind of like the original Rachel Dozo, a little bit. 
Richard, those all white women pretending to be black. No, this is what I learned from my family. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about to put a dreamers out there? You know, for, for you know, as you see, pre, uh, your, your president is is locking them up and sending them back. What do you say to the dreamers? What's your plan for the dreamers? It's so heartbreaking oh, to see man. all these kids that are dying. He said, yeah. he said, you're president detained. too, by the way. Yeah, thanks. He tried uh, you just Yeah, now. try me. He tried yeah. you, Miss Liz. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I got that. I got that. Not, not going there. Um, and all this fear that's being instilled in people uh, that aren't familiar with people of other races and other yeah. religions, and people just have this fear of something that's different. Yeah, what's, yeah. The, what's the plan for the dreamers? So, look, we need a comprehensive plan here but for me it's we got to protect the dreamers and they got to have a path to citizenship and you don't break up their families mm -hmm. but it's also true for the people who are here who aren't citizens we got to find a path to citizenship this makes no sense at all and we are a country for which immigration is not our weakness it's our strength right. mm -hmm. this is this is what, what this country is based on yeah so you don't want to help build the wall you're against no. the wall no, that wall, Duh. come on, that's not about, <laughs> but it's not about security. That wall is about hatred. Absolutely. It's about building a monument to hate and division. It's a sign. It is. And it, it is designed to be a sign. What, what, that's the whole point. What were your views back in the day? Because if I read correctly, you were a Republican up until the mid-90s, I think until 96. Nah, I just wasn't politically active. I so didn't you grow up. You weren't a Republican? No, no, I was registered. Okay, but, okay. But I wasn't politically active. I, I've always been in the policy end of it, what mm -hmm. we need to be doing. I got into the, the policy end of it in the fight around families who go broke and how to protect those families mm -hmm. and what ultimately turned into what I think of as the bankruptcy wars. So what made you register as Republican back then? Because that's the Reagan years. That's the, the war on drugs. Like, like I said, I just wasn't politically active mm -hmm. one way or the other. But I'll tell you, when I got into the fight on bankruptcy, and I looked around and realized that all of the Republicans lined up with the credit card companies. And Was man, your that's when Republican? I. Republican? Is that why? Like sometimes you do it, your family. You know, registered. When I say I really, we weren't active. Mm -hmm. I actually don't even know. Okay. I don't. I don't even know how you they. You had were a lot of confusion back in the day, Miss Warren. You yeah. thought you was Native American. You thought you was Republican. Like yeah. when you get on the when you get on the right track, you got to a fork in the road at some point. Yeah. yeah. You know, a big part of it was when I got into the fights over you've got to make the law reflect our values you've got to have a law that that doesn't just work for those at the top but that works for everyone else you it's when lot, i started to see that i think that's the big change you think a lot of that has to do with the fact america was never designed that way like america was yeah. really designed for white males to succeed it was never designed for anybody else really yeah and we've we've watched the effects of that what does reparations look like for you? Because I hear, I hear you say, hey, you know, black people need reparations, but what does that look like? What's the plan for that? Because you got a plan for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a plan. So yeah. the plan here has already started in the House uh, and has already been introduced. It's got, I think it's got about a HR 40? Yeah. Got okay. about 100 co-sponsors. I support this. And the idea on this one is to say it's a, it's a complicated problem on both who gets it and what it's going to look like. Why is it complicated? Well, because experts who've been dealing with this for a long time who've been trying to talk through what they think are the best ways to go about this, um, they have different points of view on how to do it. So what this says is let's put together a commission, bring in the experts, and 
let's let's really push a more national, bigger, more front and centered conversation about this. I don't think it should be a conversation. I think that America systemically did things to put black and brown people in a terrible place and they need to systemically do something to, to get us out. I think that's right. But the question is what? Yeah, what are they doing? And I mean, getting... the same way we can figure out how they skim two cents off all of these or whatever, so, whatever that what it was it two cents two cents two yeah off the off the off the wealth tax absolutely there we go because 90 90 percent of those people probably their companies probably were built off the backs of slaves more than likely so the point is though you got to figure out what is the right way to do the plan and what about now, legalizing a, uh, marijuana there's so many of us that have been arrested got locked up have records are still in jail and, and it's legalized in, in a bunch of places yeah. what's your stance on that okay so i'm for legalization and for expunging records uh, for people who've, that's been the only thing that they've uh, they've gotten uh, pulled in on. And look, a big part of it is exactly as you say, it also has a has had a real racial dimension to it. Mm-hmm. The best evidence says blacks and whites use marijuana at about the same rates, right. but blacks are far more likely to be arrested mm-hmm. than whites are. So I'm for full legalization. I also have a bill right now to say, you know, you, this is one of those you'll try anything you, you know, you try to get there part way. Right. I've got one co-sponsored with a Republican that says if the state has legalized it, then the federal government backs off and the state's legalization in effect now controls. It's not as good as doing it all the way across the country, but um, it's a it's at least a start. You know what I like about you? I, I like the fact that you have a plan for everything. But do you think that Democrats are making the mistake of always talking about Trump and impeaching Trump instead of actually talking about the issues more? Because I feel like we should be elevating the things that you're saying in the media more than talking about impeaching Trump. Because that's what's going to make me vote. I'm not going to vote just because you're anti-Trump. Right. So, you know, look, that's why I got in this, is for the plans, Mm -hmm. is to talk about what's broken, how we can fix it, and how we got to build a grassroots movement Mm -hmm. to make this happen. Are you ready to get nasty with it, though? Why is... Oh, you ready? It's already already happening. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we got to... But but part of what we got to do... I, I laugh and say that we got to talk about the stuff, our vision mm-hmm. of what this America could look like. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You sure you just don't want to smack his toupee off one time? <laughs> just once. Just once. <laughs> well, thank All you, right. Liz. Well, thank you can't assault a sitting president, uh, Ms. Warren. <laughs> 2020 presidential candidate, Elizabeth Warren. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlamagne the God here, Angela Yee. We are the Breakfast Club. We have no idea what DJ. Can I Envy turn is. my mic on? Turn Angela Yee's mic on. Stop being disrespectful, drama. This is crazy because I'm a woman. Wow, drama. Okay, drama. You sexist bastard, you. <laughs> Drop one of the clues bombs for Elizabeth Warren for pulling up. Mm-hmm. 2020 presidential candidate. So on the list of candidates who we've interviewed, where would you place her, as far as favorites? Favorites. So it's oh. been uh, Andrew Yang. Yeah, I don't know if I have. Let me see. It's I don't been know if Mayor I have. Mayor Pete. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love Senator Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. I love, Cory Booker. I love Mayor Pete, and I, 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 I like, uh, I like Tim Ryan a lot. That's Tim why. Tim Ryan. Who yeah. else? There was one more. Nah, there's been more than one more. We had Julian Castro. Oh, that's we had right. Bernie. We had so many. Yeah. Oh been, my God. It's been at least ten of them up here. Shut up. You said who? Been, I'm not even saying what he said. What he say? Least, don't worry about it. There's been, there's been at least ten people up here, at least. But I, my, I like, I like, I like Elizabeth Warren. Where you know? do you place her? I haven't thought about it. It hasn't sunk in yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Where you place her? Um, I would put her right now, maybe fourth. 
Jesus Christ, you could have kept that to yourself. You... <laughs> what? I guess fourth is good. I guess I don't know. I mean, anything could change. It's still super early. Mm-hmm. But as far as <sighs> as far fact. as interview energy, that's all. You know. With, oh, my, all... now my favorite interview has mm-hmm. been Mayor Pete. Now we just talking about. Yeah, I'm just talking about interview oh, energy. Oh yeah, yeah. We just talking about interviews. Not who's gonna win. Oh yeah, yeah. If we talking about just interviews, definitely Mayor Pete has been my favorite favorite interview. Right. That's not even. Yeah, Mayor Pete. Okay. Yeah. What about Marianne Williamson? You liked her, too. I did like Marianne, but I liked Marianne before she was running for president because I've heard Marianne on Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. So I liked her prior to, you know, sitting down and talking to her. Like, I've listened to her before is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Now, we got a rumor report coming? Yes. Oh, man. So we were trying to figure out if 50 was uh, trying to help Rotimi with his album promotion for Walk With Me, and some things have been resolved because apparently Rotimi did owe 50 Cent some money. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> 50's undefeated, by oh the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right. So, Rotimi, what was going on with 50 Cent trolling Rotimi the other day, saying that Rotimi owed him some money? If you recall, he said, I want to punch this N-word nose. Rotimi got the number one R&B album, Time to Pay, Time to Pay Me On, Time to Pay Me On, Gang. Now, Rotimi said he didn't owe 50 Cent any money and said that he was just being targeted because of the album's success. Some people thought this was just a marketing scheme because Rotimi did have the number one album. It's a great way to be funny. Snoop Dogg jumped in the conversation and said he would pay Rotimi's debt. But it turns out there was a bit of a debt. Here's Rotimi explaining. When you're signed to someone as an artist, they give you a budget. 50 believed in me in 2014, gave me a deal under his project, under his G-Man. At this point, We didn't agree on the single, Love Rhythm. I felt like it was the one he felt like I should have gone with another record. So I asked him, can I get out of my deal? And he said, yes, I'm not going to hold you back, but there's business. So what that is, I paid an upfront sum and everything else will be through mechanical sales of royalty and everything. Well, that's why you shouldn't listen to us radio personalities, because I damn sure thought 50 was just uh, trying to promote Rotimi's album. Well, Rotimi did end up giving him $100,000, and he said because it's his brother, he did that instead of waiting for those royalties, and I guess the rest of that is going to come on the back end, and 50 Cent is fine with it now. Drop one of Clues Bombs for the undisputed bill collector of the world, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. He said, I have no problem with Rotimi. In fact, I wish him and his family the best. God bless. (laughs) Positive vibes only. Man, I love being a cancer. We so bipolar. It's beautiful. All right, now let's discuss Joe Jonas. He got married to Sophie Turner. It was a secret wedding back on May 1st. And he had some issues because Diplo was actually at the wedding and he was live streaming during the wedding and posting things. And a lot of people found out about it from Diplo's live stream. So here's what Joe Jonas had to say about that actual wedding while he was on the UK radio show Capital Breakfast with Roman Kemp. Diplo ruined it for you, though. Diplo, Diplo did, yeah, he posted did ruin it on Instagram. Um, I love Diplo, but he loves his gram more than a 13-year-old. He literally, like, live-streamed with dog face filters. I, we just laughed. We loved it. We thought it was ridiculous. And I just love that he was walking into the chapel, and he's like, going to hit this wedding real quick. Joe Jonas is, uh, he's being very nice, because I'd be highly upset if, you know, you came to my wedding and was recording 
my, my wedding, especially if I asked you not to. Nobody else was doing that, right? Well, that's how people found out about it, just from watching his live stream. And then Sophie Turner was on the Graham Norton show, and she said, well, we didn't choose him to be our wedding photographer. He just decided to live stream it. What's so whack about that is that's not even your moment, Diplo. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's your friend's moment and his woman's moment, and they getting married. Why are you making it about you? Because that's technically what you're doing. You're making it about you. Let me go hit this wedding real quick. All right, now Joe Jonas responded to this video. He said the only thing that ruined... I mean, Diplo responded to Joe Jonas's interview. He said the only thing that ruined the wedding was your fit. So that's lame as hell. And even the Diplo's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Like he's popping. Like he, he don't want his privacy. Clearly not. If he's just always on Instagram showing off everything. Huh? <laughs> one, one day you're going to want one of those private moments to yourself, Diplo. And then you're going to know how Joe Jonas feels when somebody blows up your spot. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee. And that is your rumor report. Yes. Set me up, Yee. Oh, now Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, you know, we was just having this conversation with YG yesterday, and we was talking about uh, cultural theft. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need this guy named Michael Dempsey to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with Michael him. Michael Dempsey. Yes. All right. Well, when we come back, we have Donkey of the Day with Charlemagne on The Breakfast Club. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. Donkey, 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 donkey. donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heel. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey Hello? of the day. Hi. The Breakfast Club, bitch. Mm. You're a donkey. Uh. All right. Donkey of the Day for Friday, May 31st, goes to the owner of Mirage Beer Company, Michael Dempster. Uh, I've never heard of Mirage Beers, but they are a Seattle-based brewing company. And Michael Dempster is a colonizer. And one thing colonizers, colonizers will do is colonize. See, colonizers are always trying to take control over something that doesn't belong to them. All right? Some people call it culture vulturing. Uh, the moral of the story is when it comes to cultural theft, you will find no bigger thief <laughs> than an old white man. All right? Old white men be stealing. All right? Just stealing things that don't belong to them and claiming it as their own. That's been going on since the beginning of time. Let's not act like cultural theft at the hands of old white male Caucasians isn't a thing. Okay? How many times throughout history have we seen something created by a black person only to be taken by an old white male without permission? Okay? The white person gets paid and the people who created what was stolen get nothing. No recognition, no awards, and damn sure no money. This just this just doesn't happen with black things. It happens with black people. Okay, remember that whole slavery thing? You know, stole us from our homeland, used us to build this country, didn't compensate us. Yeah, that whole thing. Biggest cultural theft ever. Well, that saga continues because Michael Dempster is the owner of Mirage Beer, and yesterday on their Instagram, a picture of their latest beverages popped up. One called Snitch Blood. Ooh. With the red paisley pattern that bloods uh, <laughs> wear on their rags. And then uh, on, the, on the other can, it said, where you from? And that had the blue paisley print that Crips wear on their rag. Now, we've seen, we've been seeing an uptick in uh, Bloods and Crips trademarking their names and phrases. The Bloods and Crips are becoming legitimate businesses, and they have that right. I'm sure you've watched Trigger Warning on Netflix mm-hmm. from my friend Killer Mike. Drop one of the clues bonds with Killer Mike. All right? If you haven't, you should. But for the purposes of this donkey, just skip to episode three titled White Gang Privilege, when Mike helps the Crips and Bloods develop their own legitimate brands through the soda business, okay? All right, I got a bottle in here. A bottle of Crip Cola right here. You know what I mean? Okay, and as Mike so eloquently stated, if I'm a Hell's Angels member, that means I've already incorporated myself and I can sell merchandise. But if you are a Blood or a Crip, you are illegal and can't sell your own bandanas. But... The white man can, and he will. Oh, Lord. Mike Dempster. Uh, I have no problem with Bloods and Crips changing the narrative and turning the gang culture into something positive through business, but I do have a problem with a white man profiting off black pain. 
All right, people died over those colors. Actual blood was spilled because of blood, and there's whole families out there that have the blues because of Crips, so how dare you attempt to turn people's traumas into dollars? But colonizers don't care about people. They care about profit. It's the American way. All right, the foundation of this country is built on blood and off the backs of others. If it wasn't for cultural theft, America would have no culture at all. Okay, ask the Native Americans. I'm sure they would agree. Now, YG, who was a known blood, he was on the Breakfast Club yesterday, and I asked him about this. You can't script this kind of stuff. I just asked YG about this yesterday, and then today, this story about Mirage Beer trying to sell blood and Crip beers uh, comes across my desk. Listen to what YG had to say about this yesterday. What do you think about gangs becoming a business? Like, you see the Crips and Bloods trademarking, you know, names, or the, or the like, you know, the Crip Cola that Killer Mike did. What do you think of that? I think it's all fire. Like, as far as if you really a part of it and you turn it into some real business um, if you not a part of it and you trademarking and all that, right. use a whole ass and we gonna get you. They gonna get you? Does he look like he's a part of it, you? Um, no, not at all. Does he look like he's a part of it, Nick? Nope. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Michael Dempster is afraid of getting got, uh, but he had a change of heart shortly after posting those beers. I'm not going to read his whole letter, but you can find it, I guess, if you go to, what's that, Mirage Beer on Instagram? I don't know. Maybe it's, it's still up? Well, not the cans, but oh. it's, it's, his apology letter. But, you know, <laughs> uh, Michael Dempsey states it's in poor taste that he did this, and he thanked members of the beer community for forcefully telling him to check your privilege and he said those responses stopped him from making an even bigger mistake, actually using those stupid labels and letting them hit shelves where they could then hurt, anger, or disenfranchise anyone who saw them, okay? He ended the letter by saying this was an egregious misstep, and I hope uh, he thinks, I hope you think on it further. He said, we're all better off when insensitivity and ignorance are big deals, so he apologized. The biggest thing we can take from that letter is check your privilege. All right, it's just something all privileged people have to do constantly. That's the only way we're going to make this world a better place. Men got to check their privilege when it comes to women. Uh, straight people got to check their privilege when it comes to LGBT. And old white men definitely have to check their privilege when it comes to everybody. Okay? <laughs> old white men old white men need to listen up right now. You don't have control over the universe like you think. All right? You can't tell women what to do with their bodies. And you damn sure can't tell Crips and Bloods what to do with their culture. Please let Chelsea handle, handle my white work. Hee-haw, hee-haw, that is way too much Dan mayonnaise. That's right. You handed me. What's that? Uh, not yesterday. Mike posted May 27th. All right, Dan. Dates don't matter. Okay. <laughs> he wants you to be accurate. Dates. It happened. All right. Yeah. All right. On Facebook, you can go read his uh, apology letter. Well, May thank 27th. you so much, uh, Charlemagne, for that donkey of the day. Yes. Now. I have no idea what we're doing next. I'm being honest with we're you. We're talking about porn. Oh. You okay. know why? Because it's freaky, 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 freaky okay, Friday. Okay, let's start over. Bring it back. Got to be more in sync. You ready? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's freaky, freaky, freaky Friday. Yes, and today we are going to be talking about porn. That's right. Willow Smith has the opportunity oh, don't to bring this up again. direct a porn. She's of age. She can direct a porn. She's not going to star in it. I know. And she hasn't accepted this offer, but she did say that she does like artistic porn. Yeah, but this just makes me think about the fact that one day my daughter's going to like sex. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Don't you want her to enjoy herself? No. Sex is not a dirty, taboo thing, Charlamagne. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying what I don't want my daughters to be doing. But I have to accept the <laughs> fact that they will. They wouldn't even be here if it, it wasn't for sex. If they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me being with somebody's daughter. Mm -hmm. That's just the truth to the matter. We're all here because we had sexual relations with somebody's daughter. That's just a fact. Your mama was somebody's daughter. Your grandma was somebody's daughter. Would you feel different if it was your son? 
Of course. Who's going to have sex one day? Yes, yes, double standards do exist. Of course. Yes, I would. Absolutely. All right. We have to stop teaching young girls that sex is bad. I ain't telling them that it's bad. I'm just saying what I don't want to But it's a natural, about. normal thing, and you want to make yes. sure they have a healthy relationship when it comes to sex. Now, mm-hmm. today, however, we are talking about porn. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to direct a porn and had an opportunity to submit a treatment and have a porn come out, what would your porn be about? Think about it, and you guys call us up, 800-585-1051. You're directing a porn. Oh, I got some fire, fire ideas. What's the plot, and I, what's the name I of it? I would remake Coming to America and call it, call it Coming in America. America, and it'd be a girl named America. Why you bleep me? Because you can't do you that. You can't tell me to talk about these things and then bleep me. Bleep yourself. How dare y'all? Hey, bleep yourself. That's a good porn. I don't even want to play this game no more. I just told y'all a great idea and y'all bleeped it. Well, you tell us your great ideas. We might have to bleep you, but just be aware this is going to be on the radio. 800-585-1051. What would your porn be about? Call us up. It's The Breakfast Club, and it's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. The Breakfast Club. All right, what's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and you know today's Friday, so what does that mean? It's It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky 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 Friday. Friday. And today we are talking about Porn. Why are we talking about porn today? Well, on Red Table Talk, Willa Smith was talking about her love of very artistic porn, and okay. now she's been offered the opportunity to direct a porn. Okay. So if you could direct a porn, what would your porn be about? What would it be called? Now, y'all bleep me last time, but I, I, know, how to, I know how to say it without getting bleeped, okay? Uh, I would remake Coming to America, but it'd be a young lady named America, mm-hmm. and you call it Blank in America, right? So Hakim... I mean, Hakeem and Simi, Seaman, Hakeem and Simi, Simi would be oh blanking in America. That's okay. one. That's perfect. You got That's one? Um, I think masturbation porn is good. So I would do based off Beyonce's Me, Myself, and I. Ooh. And then I think that could be good. Just like a nice masturbation porn. And, and I'm all about. But maybe the, she's upset. She just went through a breakup. That's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm all about diversity. So I would do a gay porn. Charlemagne the dog? No. Uh, I would have a bunch of dirty cops. One is named Alonzo, and it's a new guy named Hoyt. And then Alonzo and his boys all <laughs> sleep with the new guy, Hoyt. They all sleep with him at once, and you call it training day. As in train, you run a train, training day. Yeah. Okay, you really thought these yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. Okay. Let's go to the phone. Would you see star what... in it? No. Let's go to the phone <laughs> and see what they got. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Is this Paulina? This is Paulina. Just want to say I love you guys. I watch, I listen to you every morning. Okay. So I wanted to tell y'all my idea. It's actually not my idea. It's my pop's idea. He let me know this idea before he passed away because mm-hmm. he wanted me to make it into fruition. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I hope Bang Bros is listening. We got some ideas for you, Bang, Bang Bros. We're about to have our own line of Breakfast Club videos. Oh, got you right now. All right. So, <laughs> check this. A Jehovah Witness, right? When they knock on the door, nobody ever wants to answer the door, but knocks on the door, preach whatever we're preaching, and they're like, nah, we're not interested. And then they're like, nah, but if you open the door, I got something else for you. And they open the door, all right? And just Wow. Uh, now, Charlamagne, your family's Jehovah Witness, but they <laughs> watch this movie. I don't know, but I just thought of another porn. What? It could be a gay porn based on Jehovah Witnesses, right? Why are all your porns gay porn? But porns? listen, you know how you know how in the Jehovah Witness religion <laughs> you get disfellowshipped when you do something you ain't got no business doing? Oh, a real fellowship. You can call this one disfellows. You can't say that di- either. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and please don't say that as you talk about porn <laughs> either. Oh, you know, that's a good one, though. Fellowship. Fellow. Ooh. <laughs> 
Fellowship. Yes. This fellowship. Yes. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good name for gay sex. All right. Now, Dre is on the line. What's up, Dre? What it do? What it do? What it do? So what's your porn about and what's the title? Uh, first off, good morning, Miss G. Uh, what's up, Darky? Damn. Uh, <laughs> um, How are you, sir? Would be, my title would be Big Wood from the Backwoods. Big Wood from the Backwoods. Okay, that sounds like yeah. rare entry. Yeah, and the storyline would be a runaway slave came from the South, oh and he followed his way all the way up north <sighs> from the scent of a female. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yes, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, know. it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Right? Like, okay, you need, right. need more backstory? Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that could you. be dope, though. You could do, like, a porn where you have, like, a bunch of different uh, slaves having sex, mm -hmm. and then, like, all the women get pregnant, and you call it, like, birth of a nation. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Or you could do, like they always say, the 12 years of side chick. 12 years of side chick would be very good. That starring Kelvin Hunter. That's a series. That'd be hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, call us up, 800-585-1051. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday, and we are talking about what would your porn be about if you directed your own porn? What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's, it's Freaky, 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 Freaky Friday. Friday! And we are talking about porn, all because of Willow Smith on Red Table Talk. She was talking about her appreciation of artistic porn, and now she has an offer to direct her own porn if she chooses to do that. What would you pitch to her as an idea? What would your porn be about? Let's talk to Kirk. What's up, Kirk? Yeah. Yeah. What would your porn be? <laughs> All right. So uh, I got yeehaw and the yeehaw. Yeehaw uh, and the yeehaw. Yeehaw and the yeehaw. Okay. Far East meets this Western D. I got a second one. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the Charlemagne and Wax. Okay. Catch and poo. Catch what? and poo. It's, it's Charlotte, yeah, because he said I'm bullying the beast. He catches the shit. He catches the poo and it's Oh, got, got you, got you, got you. Oh, you know what? They could do a two guys, one cup. Two guys, well, there you go. Two guys, one but it, cup. Just be, no, two guys, one hand. Oh, two guys, one hand. Two guys, one hand and a ball of tissue. That would be amazing. You would no, actually wouldn't. do that. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> oh, you could do a porn called Endgame, which is all about quick climaxes. So everyone would ejaculate <laughs> as fast as you snap. So as soon as you snap, people just off. Call it in game. You don't think so? Okay. All right, go to the phones. Yeah, please. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Good morning. Hey, good morning. We are talking about porn. What would your porn be about? And what's your name? My name is Mario, but I need y'all to listen to it. All right. Sure. Okay. okay. Yes. Charmin booty smiles. Explain. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it's perfect. Charmin it's booty smiles. Yes, sir, my brother. What's a booty smile? You know when you lay sideways and then like you lift one of your legs up? When you sideways right. and you lift one of your legs up. Okay. Have a I've nice. never heard that expression nice before. <laughs> now, hey, you could do a porn where it's just a bunch of women playing with dildos and call it Toy Story. Okay. Come on. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> All right. Who's this? Yamin. Yamin? Yeah. Yamin, what would your porn be about? Talk to us. Oh, my gosh. First, I want to say hi, guys. You know how long I've been trying to get on the air? Oh, my gosh. Hello. Today is your day, girl. <laughs> I know, right? It would be funny that today is when we're talking about porn, though, right? Okay. Yes. We all the philosophical conversations you guys have, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, highbrow stuff here on The Breakfast Club, baby. Okay, so what would your porn yes. be about? All right, so porn. Oddly enough, I thought about this, right? So, you know, like how after school, like at nighttime, the parents meet together for a PTA meeting? Mm-hmm. Those things are so boring, and I can only imagine like, if, the, if the whole situation starts up like an after-school PTA meeting. Oh, a PTA meeting. 
Huh? A PTNA meeting. A PTNA Yo, meeting. Yo, Bang Bros, holla at us. <laughs> Yeah, like a PTA meeting. You know, a bunch of horny ass, like middle aged people together. Why not? Yes. <laughs> All right, I like the PTNA meeting. I like that. You could do Matt. You could do a movie based off just like oral sex and call it Jaws. Mm. And like when the woman's walking to the camera, you have the Jaws music playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just so many dope stuff you could do. Scr- oh, okay. I think I have a really good one. Talk to me. We could do a porn um, called The Breakfast Club, right? And it could be one girl, and she walks in on the two guys having sex with each other from the breakfast club. And um, come here, come here. what's going on, Charlamagne? Go ahead, talk. I'm, bring, I'm like bringing somebody in doing here. Doing the movie right now. <laughs> no, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing somebody in here. Hey, <laughs> so, oh, Kirk hey, Kirk, just here. real quick. Just, we we're not going. We're not, Good morning. How are you? We're not starting the interview yet, but I want to ask you something real quick, Wait, Mr. Franklin. Oh Lord, now, why now. are you doing this to Kirk? Today Franklin? is Friday. <laughs> Today is, is Friday, so you know what that means. <laughs> it's freaky, freaky, freaky Friday. And you know what? And I'm getting ready to go because I know where this is going. No, listen. <laughs> today, today's topic is about porn. Okay. No, true story. Porn. Talking about porn. Willow Smith is directing her own porn. She's not directing what it. What is she doing? What she is she got doing an offer. She said that she likes artistic porn, and yeah. she got an offer to direct her own. Yes. Yeah. And so, I don't know if that's something I'd be comfortable with with my daughter. I feel I yeah. said the same I, way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Never now. So, so now you're talking about porn, and yes. you saw me out there. So. You wanted me to come in. No, because we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about the pawns we would create. Yes. So my okay. idea, I had an idea called Coming to America. Okay. And you have a young lady named America. <laughs> yeah. And, but and it's all could... about him talking to me about it. I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, so I want to know if you could create a pawn, what would it be? Okay, well, if I probably would not do it, I I think it probably would not be in my best interest gotcha. to even consider that. I probably would just pass. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Can I go now? All right, Kirk, you, just, you fun killer. That guy, Kirk. All right, just, we'll talk to you in a second, man. Thank you, Kirk. You look good, my brother. You look, my brother. <laughs> we bring you back in in a second, man. That was Kirk Franklin, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't even going to tell my idea about Stump. What for, was your idea? For Paul. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> now, I feel bad if I, that, um, if now, oh, but you know he has a new album out. That's true. And it's called Long Live Love. That's I, a great porn. I do have a gospel porn, Long though. Long Live. A, I, I, could, I could do a gospel porn. Mm-hmm. I could have somebody play me, right? Mm-hmm. And it would be called The God in Me. And it'd be Mary Mary playing throughout the whole thing. The God in Me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm tired of playing this game. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm not really. <laughs> we got the room report up next year? Uh, yes. I don't even know what's happening. We're going to talk about Tiffany Haddish and her secret recordings. It has nothing to do with porn. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. It's Freaky Friday, goddamn. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. So Tiffany Haddish was doing a roundtable for The Hollywood Reporter, and she was talking about auditions and what she would secretly do. She would actually leave her purse in the room. Listen to what she said. I would uh, put my phone on voice memo, put it in my bag, walk out the room, leave my bag, mm-hmm. come back, be like, oh, I forgot my purse in there, get my purse. But you've actually done that. Get in the car. Let me look under the table. We need it. What would you hear? Right? You can't do it anymore. Like, like, just like, told everyone. She, she's not as urban as I thought she I knew would that be. was the word, yeah. She's that's the word I don't want to hear. Or they would be like, she's so ghetto. I just can't. Her boobs aren't big enough. But I really think we should You're, just go with a white girl. This, this role should be changed to white. 
That's psychological torture, man. Yeah. It, to want to hear what people have to say about you behind your back as soon as you walk out the room? Yeah, it's like reading comments on social media. Like, you're not supposed to know what everybody is thinking about you because, truth be told, what they think about you doesn't matter. You might be on the right track. You might have the, the, the thing that changes the game, but you hear someone's comment of you and you let that external factor influence you in a negative way. That's actually called locus of control. My therapist taught me that yesterday. I know people who have left their um, recording running, like a phone recording, mm -hmm. and caught their boyfriends cheating like that because they knew that he was cheating. So left the phone recording and then left and then heard their other, their boyfriend's conversations with other women. I wonder how much of that really did influence Tiff, though. Because all those agents were clearly wrong. Like, all those agents that turned her away. She said sometimes it was helpful, though, for constructive criticism. That's what I want to know. It. Like, I want to know how much really helped her. All right, now let's talk about JT from City Girls. She's still in jail, unfortunately, for identity fraud, and she got denied an early release, but she was on the phone with P from Quality Control, and she has a message for y'all. I need you to get home so we can get that money, man. Um, I'm ready to come home, Sophie. I got you on my Insta story. You want to say something to somebody? Hey, y'all, what's up? I miss y'all. I know y'all miss me. I'll be home soon. Free JT. When is she coming home, though? I, I guess not till next year now, since she didn't get that early release. Jesus Christ, that's too much pressure on Young Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got a lot like, going on. Do they got more music? I know they, they put out a project last year. They put out two projects last year, if I'm not mistaken. I wonder if they got more music in the stash. I don't know, but I love City Girls, so. I like the City Girls, too. I, I mean, I, I'm, I hope Young Miami can hold it down until JT comes home. She's been doing good, though. She's been all over the place, still. Yeah. She, I mean, she probably can just cool off. Of, uh, it could just be features. For the next year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah I, yeah, I think it'd be nice to wait, and it's not that much longer. Like, you know, you could wait till next year. Yeah. I know it's difficult. All right, now Lee Daniels, he's been trying to shop Star and get it on somewhere else, but it doesn't look like it's working out. Uh, he said, "Thank you guys for loving Star. I'm at a loss for words to describe my sadness, so I'm gonna just say thanks to my incredible cast and crew and fans." So, well, unfortunately, listen. the cancellation of Star has been announced, and it's not going anywhere else yeah. as of now. But Lee got other stuff going on. They got Whitney coming show coming. Uh, she got a show. Miss Pat got a show. Yeah. Like, Lee was. But I'm sure that's his baby still. And people really love that show. So when you have something that's been running, it's been successful, yeah. you don't want to see it go. Lee's a creator, though. He'll be fine. All right. Now, John Witherspoon has confirmed that the Boondocks is coming back. I could have told you that. He was on the Joe Rogan Experience, and he stated that on the latest episode. They're in pre-production now for a new season. I just want y'all to know, man. Y'all think it's, uh, you, you think, I, you think I would, I'd just be posting Boondock stuff because I... Like, randomly want to post Boondock stuff. Like, I love the Boondocks. I genuinely love the Boondocks. But, yes. It was a plan. Boondocks been back as far as the comic scripts is concerned. We started posting the comic scripts earlier this year. All right, now let's talk about Kanye West. He was on David Letterman. And here is his description about what it's like to be bipolar. I can just tell you what I'm feeling at the time. And I feel a heightened connection with the universe when I'm ramping up. It is a health issue. This is like a sprained brain, like having a sprained ankle. And if someone has a sprained ankle, you're not gonna push on him more. With us, once our brain gets to a point of spraining, people do everything to make it worse. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta take care of yourself. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. And you're right, when you know somebody, but all, everybody has some sort of mental health issue. So you really shouldn't be pushing anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you really don't know what other people are going through. All right. Now, David Letterman also says that he would be open to having Jay Leno on his show. So that could be interesting 
Why wouldn't they? They don't got beef no more. They're not competing every well, night against each rival, other. So I don't know what behind the scenes, what it's really like. Yeah. Maybe it got real. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Coming up next, uh, we have the greatest magical trick what of all time. What was that sigh for? <laughs> because Envy has his people's choice mix. Everybody knows Envy ain't been here all morning. But, I know. I miss my mix, the Yee mix. But Envy, Envy left the, a mix to play because I guess he don't want nobody filling in for him, mm-hmm. which is smart. Uh, <laughs> but Envy's people's choice mix is up next. No need for me to lie to you and give you the phone number and tell you to call in for requests because you know goddamn well that if any request you make, if it does play, it was just a lucky guess. All right? But you can see if you're psychic. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God is here. DJ Envy is not here today, but thank you to Elizabeth Warren for joining us this morning. Salute to Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. It was an interesting interview. You know, it's always interesting talking to the 2020 presidential candidates, not even just presidential candidates, but just people in that political sphere. Did she seem genuine to you? Uh, I'm not going to front the Native American thing threw me off. You know, I'm still questioning why you would pretend to be a Native American all those years. And I have even more questions. Like, so when you found out you weren't Native American, did your whole family's lineage, you know, go up in smoke? Like, I I, I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's a little much. All right. You know, so I I mean, genuine as far as her policies and plans, yes, she has a lot of those. Mm -hmm. But, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I pay attention more. It's still open for debate. Yes. All right. Now, what what you got going on this weekend? Not a goddamn thing. I'll be home on the couch. Okay. I'll be on the per I'll be on the pergola eating s'mores with my kids. Well, what you should do while you're home is watch this movie that I actually saw that's on Netflix. It, it comes out today, and or, I think you'll love it. Ali Wong is in it. Oh, and, my wife uh, loves Ali Park. Wong. Yeah, and it's hilarious, and she wrote it too. They both wrote it together. So, And Keanu Reeves is in it, and he has an amazing role, okay. which they've asked us to keep a secret until you actually see the movie to see what his role is going to be in it. But go see Always Be... Well, not go see, but watch it at home. Always Be My Maybe. On it's Netflix? a great rom-com. Yes, it's on Netflix. So you and your wife should watch that movie together. The kids can watch it also. Okay. And it's super cute, and I think you'll really, really, really enjoy it. I will check that out. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's just a recommendation for everybody. Also, happy birthday again to Mike Kaiser. Kaiser! Yes. I don't know if I should say, but we're going to be celebrating Kaiser's birthday all weekend, so I'm sure he's going to be drunk yet again. Drop on the clues bombs for Mike Kaiser. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. All right. You know why I like Mike Kaiser? Because Mike Kaiser treats the custodian the same way he treats the goddamn CEO. Throughout my radio career, no matter what position I was in, Kaiser showed me the same love and respect. Mm-hmm. He told me I wasn't shit when I wasn't shit, and he still tells me I ain't shit now. You know you can't curse on the radio. Oh, my bad. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, salute to Mike Kaiser and Atlantic Records. We appreciate you. All right. And contrary to popular belief, we do not all get paid from Atlantic Records. All right, well, let's get that positive note uh, since we're talking about getting paid yes. <laughs> when we come back. Okay, Charlemagne? Yes, it's The Breakfast Club. It's The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. Charlemagne is here. Now, Charlemagne, you got that positive note of the day for us? Yes, today is the last day of Mental Health Awareness Month, but you know mental health awareness is a lifestyle, not just a month. But I want to tell everyone that emotional pain is not something that should be hidden away and never spoken about. There is truth in your pain. There is growth in your pain, but only if it's first brought out into the open. As the great Sean Carter said, you can't heal what you don't reveal. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done? 